Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. Tony from Hack the Movies here on another episode of what we're now calling Talking About Tapes, even though it's not filmed at the store and it's on Zoom and we're not really talking about a tape. I am here with Asta. Hello. Hi. And today we're we're talking about Tomb Raider. Oh, I'm sorry. Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Uh, this is a movie we both like. Uh, I think we're the only ones who might like this. We're the two people who thumbs yeah. up. Yes, yes. Uh, did anyone else thumbs this up? Uh, no. No, some guy. Uh, or Sandy Newton from CBS TV apparently really liked it. Uh, so yeah, we both like this movie i was really into the games uh i think hold on yeah i have it right here i have the original one for playstation right here um did you play the games at all um well this is one of those games that i girlfriend played which means (laughs) i needed somebody and they wouldn't let me actually handle the controller so i like helped them solve all the puzzles and anything that was actually requiring your brain oh okay did you uh i just realized this has turned into a prop comedy thing on accident i streamed the game like a few months back and i still have stuff here did you use the uh tomb raider manual the official authorized edition probably i also (laughs) it's talking about props oh i got you that right for me yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tomb Raider was h- huge. Lara Croft was huge. Uh, she was like the first, besides like Mario and Sonic, she was like she felt like the first video game celebrity. Yeah. Yeah, where she kind of like, I mean, I guess Mario was the first one, and it's really hard for me to say Mario because I actually say Mario. And I get a lot of shit for that, but my Italian father says Mario, but okay, I'm trying to say Mario. Uh, Lara Croft was, I guess, the first, like, female, um, or I'm sorry, you're not allowed to say that anymore. First individual experiencing womanhood uh, celebrity from video games. Because uh, she was at everything. We talked about this in the, uh, I wrote the AVGN episode. She was in, like, Visa commercials, car commercials, everything I mean, you could think of. There's a... Um... Like, people keep on thinking, like, those. there's a lot of virtual influencers now. Yeah. Like, and, and people are like, oh, that's so weird. And I'm like, that was basically Laura Croft back in the day. Like, yeah. you'd stand in in commercials. and it- Yeah, yeah. She was, like, everywhere. There's some weird soda commercial, I remember. Yeah. I had to look up. When we did that AVGN, I went down the Tomb Raider rabbit hole, and I found some weird stuff. 
Uh, and I remember them talking about a movie. I might still have a magazine, but I saw like a gaming magazine that was all like, oh, they're making a Tomb Raider movie. And uh, they had some like actress standing in wearing the Tomb Raider outfit. Uh, yeah. So I was pretty hype. And this came out in 2001. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a real long time ago. <laughs> Well, it's just weird because I, I don't know when this will air, but like 9-11 just made me realize that that was like yeah. nine years ago. Like, yeah. Did you remember to never forget? I remember the Alamo. Okay. Uh, so yes, this is from the director of Con Air, one of my favorite schlocky action films. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Simon West. And uh, oh, oh. Oh, sorry, my, my ring light just flickered for some reason. <laughs> the Illuminati. Yes, yes. And this was like the first big blockbuster film with Angelina Jolie, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, before yeah. it was known as kind of being like the bad girl in Hollywood and yeah. you know, did the Gia movie, which is one of my favorites. Yes. Uh, and I even reference it in volume one of New oh. oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Like Messine, and that was part of the improvisation. I was like, listen, <laughs> what my character would do this to is things from Gia. So, his <laughs> name is Gia as well, which is a total coincidence. But Oh, that's a total coincidence? You didn't name it after her? No, I didn't name it. I just, oh. that was my buddy's name and I adopted her and I was like, it's a sign because that's my, <laughs> but yeah, oh. she was the bad girl in Hollywood and mm. It's crazy because Laura Croft was such a big deal that it was like people were like Sandra Bullock was up for it. Mm -hmm. um, Jennifer Love Hewitt was fighting for it. Uh. The first one came out. She was like, if you guys think you fucked up, like I, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What was that? Oh, it's just, you know, the things that happen at the mansion. It's oh, OK. All right. <laughs> um so yeah it's it's did they like try any british women for the role it kind of feels like that was I, just overlooked british names that were like in contention i think i think that if they were doing it with the same approach now i mean honestly i'm gonna pretend that the new one didn't come out because i haven't seen it yet oh okay um i didn't yeah. want ruin like this review like watching the new one I mean, <laughs> no that's fine i wasn't really going to talk about the new one i like the new one but i wanted to really focus on this one no but i don't yeah. i think they did they might have actually considered british actresses because yeah. british actresses seem to be taking all of the american actresses roles now <laughs> <laughs> like british roles too right yeah so. yeah but uh no angelina jolie that was a good choice for the time definitely uh, and yeah, let's uh, just get into this movie. Okay, it begins with her training. Like you think she's in like a pyramid and then a robot shows up. It's like the video game. You feel like you're in the video game. Yes, yes. The only the only issue I have with it, I would have preferred, because let's just say this is trying to be the next James Bond and Indiana Jones, which we'll get to in a little bit. I would have preferred if this was like the end of an actual adventure she was on. And instead of a robot, if it was something supernatural, that way the statues that come to life later in the movie aren't so jarring. I, uh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it works. It's fun. It's a giant robot. Um, 
And you know what? To, to be fair, the first video game, you start off fighting wolves and bats, and by level three, you're fighting a dinosaur, and by the end of the game, you're fighting a skinless Atlantean demon. So what am I complaining about? I guess it's fine if the supernatural stuff comes in later. Uh, but it's a fun scene of her, like, shooting it, and then, like, uh, what does it amount to? She gets, a uh, like, an MP3 player out of it? Yeah, she, like, she, she turns the very thing that was about to kill her into, like, her game, her system. But yeah. what I love is that at any point, she could have told it to just, like, stop. Yeah, yeah. But, like, she, and then, like, they, she has the little, you know, fight with the tech guy when she comes out and is, like, you made it harder and you know and it's yeah yeah that's one thing i didn't really dig her sidekicks in this uh i was never into the q type guy who makes her gadgets and shit but the butler really bummed me out because he's like this sassy kind of younger butler and i like the butler from the video game that you can lock in a refrigerator so i was expect when i was a kid i was expecting the old butler who just kind of goes oh it said I got the sassy talking guy, and I wasn't into him, but they're fine. They're, I, that's a nitpick. Yeah. Um, but then we get, like, one of the most important scenes of the movie, and that's the Angelina Jolie shower scene. That was a very important scene. Vital. Yeah, very, very vital, because, like, it, had they not had that scene, I would have been wondering if she showered in between, and I would have been very confused. It's very sweaty. And exactly, exactly. Her getting back knee. Yes. Because her smell could attract something evil. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It, very, very important. Nothing wrong with it. Shot perfectly. Uh, yeah, not not one single issue. <laughs> um, we get introduced to the bad guy. And I do you know his name? I want to say Ian Glenn. Yeah, I think it's Ian Glenn. I think they just pronounce it Ian. Oh. Jura in Game of Thrones. I never watched Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. Everybody except for Tony that's watching. <laughs> you know, he was Jira on Game of Thrones. And I recently actually watched something of his, which I think is still online, which is he was in a test shoot for a Watchmen. But, but watching that and then watching the Watchmen and then yeah. watching him in this, like, recently, yeah. I was like, he could have had a very different career. Like, he could have... Yeah. Very, but then I think he really was meant to be this Jarrah. <laughs> now, I don't watch the show. Is he a bad guy in that show? Um, here's the better answer. Okay. No, uh, no one person is good or bad on that show. Okay, okay. Uh, well, my problem with him is I don't really have a problem. I've seen him a lot in this movie and then those stupid Resident Evil movies that I for some reason watched. He's a bad guy in all of those. So I'm used to seeing him as a bad guy. And recently he played Bruce Wayne in the Titans show. Oh. And I I couldn't get into his Bruce Wayne. He he was fine, but like I couldn't get into it because one, I'm so used to seeing him as a bad guy. And two, his American accent is not very good. He tried, he tried his best. I give him props for doing the Batusi. In Titans, Robin for some reason is hallucinating Bruce Wayne and he does the Adam West dance. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, he's good in this movie. He's the bad guy. He's he's very evil. He just he you see him and you're like that's clearly the bad guy. Um, and then we find out that Lara had a uh, special relationship with her father, who was played by real life father John Voight. Which was kind of messed up because they it was like her character was working through issues with the dad, but they had more positive memories and. Yeah. Like, 
feel like Angelina was being asked to, to like kind of make temporary amends with her father for this film. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, this is like at a point in her career when she needed, I guess, John Voight. Whereas now she's probably hoping people forget the relationship with John Voight. <laughs> well, she's doing everything to just like make that. But I mean, I, honestly, I don't really think she ever needed him. Yeah, I guess so. It's always been. I mean, the, the thing about this movie, I don't know if you know this, Tony. Yeah. Um, he was, she wanted to make sure that the director knew how devoted she was to the filming. Mm-hmm. Well, the rumor was that she said, you know, because at the time, like, they were like, oh, we don't want to take a risk on her because she's this bad girl in Hollywood and all right. this stuff. He was like, what, what's it going to take? You can drug test me every day. Yeah. And they actually, like, did random drug tests, and she always came up clean and was, like, mm. willing to play. But she was like, this was her, like, get clean kind of moment. Yeah. I think people forget what she was like. This is... This Angelina Jolie, this is Billy Bob Thornton Angelina Jolie, which they had to airbrush her tattoo that she had of him. Yeah, and they gave yeah. up. And actually, that's yeah. part of the reason she wears as much clothing as she does because they couldn't consistently cover it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you're just going to wear, like, a bracelet or you're going to wear pants in this scene. Like, it just... Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, her father's John Voight. He died mysteriously, I guess. Not in real life. Not in real life. He's still very much alive. Cut to a video. Biden is evil. Trump must win. She finds this relic inside a clock, uh, which is the eye of something. Do you remember what the hell it's supposed to be? Well, it's it starts to activate because of this, like, yeah, galactic whatever yeah there's like a planetary alignment there's something linked with this eye that will show them where these two triangles are yeah. uh but the eye looks similar to the scion from the first game that was the MacGuffin you were trying to get in the first game and look i've heard people pronounce it skion but it's spelled like my car so i'm saying scion <laughs> Uh, but that was also a disc shaped thing so i like that uh reference so she has to go figure out what the hell this thing is and she motorcycles to an auction to the most 2000 soundtrack I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Before you go any further, skipping past a, a few kind of telling things about this style is okay. really, really try to ham into this idea that she's just like fighting this femininity. Like, right, right. Constantly like, no, like, I know I want to wear this like, you know, 90s minimalist athletic. Yeah. What do you think? Athlete leisure? How do you say it? Uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> somebody, somebody, how do you say it? I, I know <laughs> there's some words I don't know how to say out loud, but it's like, you know, in that like late 90s, early 2000s, everyone was wearing like track suits and like the Spice Girl bra bag. <laughs> 
She's just like, I'm not a girl. Like that, it was very much like. Yes, yes. Even though she is uh, individual experiencing womanhood, she does not act fully like an individual experiencing womanhood. So yeah, I really like the auction scene. Yes. Where the guy waves at her and she waves and it's like, all right, going for two million. And she like looks really nervous for a little bit. Um, Cause I, I kind of like, I kind of like that she's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, so she probably could afford that uh, relic or whatever, but you can tell she doesn't want it. And she's like, oh shit. It's just like kind of looking around for people to do this. And she's not all, no- like she knew what the thing was, but she needed more information on it. She needs those guys help. Uh, Cause like, that's one thing I really like about this movie that she's not perfect. Cause the best heroes aren't like a hundred percent perfect all the time. No, because uh, like a good hero, like in a hero's journey is yeah. who um, allows like different failures and lessons to teach them. So yeah. unteachable, it means you've reached a certain like sensei, like ultimate understanding. Mm. But even then, like the spirituality in this movie, like hints at you never stop learning. Yeah. And so you have to be a flawed person and you mm. have She's very like, you know, moves by the seat of her pants and yeah. like. But like uh, a lesser movie would have had her like buying it no problem, being like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah. that's something I think people take for granted about this particular movie is mm-hmm. they could have made her like an overly sleek badass. Yeah. Especially with the sequences with her dad and like, mm-hmm. you know, even like the the way she rebels against any idea of traditional femininity mm. like, shows how she is very fragile and how yeah. like, the, the her being fragile is like what makes her so uh, rugged. Like mm-hmm. she's very like offensive as defense. Yeah, yeah. And I mean like, the, cause they had to add that cause in the video game, she's just super badass. Cause you know, the, the story's not really that important in the game. Uh, but so it was cool that they added a little bit of those touches. And it, I think one of the games, it's not her dad, but she has like an older mentor that you, you play her when she was young at one point. So they, they did bring some stuff in. And here's the ultimate irony of this movie. That's trying to be the next James Bond. It accidentally introduced the next James Bond because Daniel Craig shows up yeah. trying to, trying his best at an American accent. <laughs> and- I I actually like when I rewatched it recently and then yeah. I rewinded and I just kept doing a double take between him at the first time we see him and then later. Yeah. I straight up his hair color changes. Oh, it does. I didn't catch on to that. And I I was like, okay, at first it's like this ruddy, like red, rusty red color when you oh. first. <laughs> and then later it's like dark blonde or so, something like really but it's but it's like did he have a did they change their mind and then but yeah no he's pretty good in this he's like a former lover slash rival to her yeah. uh he's kind of like if the belloc from indiana jones if him and indiana jones were fucking it would be these two <laughs> really that tension there yeah 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 um and he actually calls her tomb raider he actually name drops the title of the movie, which I always enjoy. Uh, she goes to an old guy who tells her, he's all like, oh, I don't know if I can tell you about this. And then later he changes his mind. 
Turns out he's involved with the bad guys. But the main takeaway from that scene is Lara apparently can't uh, read microwave instructions. I thought that was odd. She blows up her meal. Um, so when you meet Ian Glenn, uh, he he's so evil. Like he's not even trying. Like he's like, oh, what an interesting clock. I've ne- I don't know anything about this clock. It's so mysterious to me and like i think even she's like well he's lying like it's so like he sh- he should have just came out and been like by the way i'm the bad guy of the movie uh i want this i'm taking this. well i mean that's the thing though like in that particular world nobody has like straight up allegiances per se yeah yeah like she she's clearly learned and like traveled and explored by getting to work with people that may not be the most savory characters to the Queen of England. But yeah, so I think that saying that he's an obvious evil isn't necessarily that, but he is to her because there is a, there is the person who gets this power can control time. You know, um, oh, that, yeah, by the way, the MacGuffin is a thing that can control time. I think I forgot to mention that. I mentioned that there was a MacGuffin, but I forgot like what it did. Um, it's funny you say that she's well-traveled because I think this movie is trying to say that it exists in the universe as the games. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just another adventure for Lara. Because um, I think later on in the movie, they're like, oh, we're saving the world again. And it's like, wait, when the hell did they save the world the first time? Uh, it doesn't, if that's the case, uh, uh, later on, I'm going to talk, well, soon, I'm going to talk about how that quite doesn't quite work. Uh, but yeah, so we cut to her mansion, and Lara just loves to do air acrobatics. <laughs> what do they call that? Oh, bungee ballet. Bungee ballet. Actually, the first time she did it, she actually um, damaged her ankle tendons. Ooh. And it set back filming. Like, oh, yeah. that but sucks. It, like pulled, but so it was a, it was pretty difficult for mm. her. Well, what I think, the the irony is, I think they want it because early 2000s, like late 90s, wire foo. Everyone loved their wire foo. Every goddamn movie needed to have a wire foo fight scene. And I think this film wanted to do that, but they didn't want to go through the trouble of digitally removing wires. So they're like, oh, screw it. She's doing bungee ballet. And also the bad guys are on bungee cords coming through the thing and everyone's on wires and we don't have to digitally remove the wires. It's also kind of cool because around that time you started to see more um, like tourist experiences open up. Mm-hmm. With, um, bungee jump where you could spurlunk and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. going, well, this is just another one of those luxuries for her. I'm going, I'm, an, I'm constantly seeking adrenaline but I, you know, this is what I do on my off time. So. Yes. No, no, it, it definitely works. I, I think they just wanted a wire foo thing, but you're right. Cause there was a lot of extreme uh, yeah. stuff in the early 2000s. Like Brookstone, you know, like people buy stuff at Brookstone. Yeah. You know, I, that, that may probably dates me or like sharper image. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, let me just buy myself a bungee ballet kit. I'm- exactly. Um, but it also kind of, it kind of feels like the game because in the games uh i think like two onward if you didn't know how to play the game you would train in lara's mansion and you would practice your acrobatics and all your stuff in the mansion so that seems like something lara would do like well let me practice bungee ballet why not uh but it actually is a cool scene when the bad guys come in 
But there's one thing I notice in this scene. Lara doesn't use her guns on people. I, did you pick up on that? Could it be that she values life? Uh, if this is the Lara from the video game, fucking no. <laughs> Let me tell you what Lara doesn't value in the video games, especially ones from the 90s. Fucking life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was watching it. And I know it's PG-13. The Mortal Kombat movie did the same thing where they took, they didn't do any of the gore, but there was still kind of death in that movie. But this one, it looks like she's going out of her way not to kill people, especially with guns. Because think about it, she only uses the guns on the monsters in the movie. Maybe, maybe. Okay, so you say she only uses a gun on the monsters, right? So yes. Level. So maybe Laura Croft in the movie is thinking like Laura Croft in like a video game level and is like, I'm gonna save my artillery for the big boss. Oh, you got <laughs> And I'm not going to waste my ammunition because I might not have a, a refill point. I'm not going to waste my ammunition on the henchmen. I'm going to big boss. You put way more thought into it than I think even the filmmakers did. Uh, okay, so then there's this onesie. Well, during the shootout, uh, Lara finds all her car keys. Are you okay? I just found my car keys. Now, I wasn't sure that this could be one of two things. Yeah. This could be a uh, woman be losing their keys joke. Uh, because woman be losing their keys. Okay, uh, uh huh. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Or, and I'm going to go with this one because it's it's nicer. Uh, it could be a reference to how in the games, Lara is always looking for keys to open up doors. And it'd be funny that even at home, she has to look for her keys. I think that's funny. Uh, but I think it might be the previous one. Okay, so then if the, it's the woman be looking for their keys, yeah. One, then maybe the microwave thing is a dig at her too. It's like, ooh, woman not be domestic enough, or how? What? How? Why am I speaking like this? <laughs> why am I speaking like this? I don't know. Uh, but all right, so back to the not. Here's the problem though with not shooting people. Uh, tell me how this helps her conserve resources. So she gets on the motorcycle. She's got the Uzi. Yeah. She could shoot the guys in front of her while she's in air for a really long time, but that's a whole different thing. Instead, she shoots a propane thing that blows up her entire car garage and all her cars. I think it would have been better if she just shot the guy. I don't know. Maybe that's me. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Because I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Oh, you're here. You're there. I'm at the mansion. Yeah. Maybe more damage is a bigger insurance payout. Oh, okay. Yeah, she is smart with money. She is smart with money. She can always blame it on those guys. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, if she just gets a couple little bullet scratches. Yeah. Not, I mean, that's not going to get a payout. No, not at all. <laughs> the whole garage. Yeah. I some new models exactly exactly i do like uh the next scene though when the guy goes to deliver her the the letter from her dad and he's like looking around she's like i hated everything i hated everything <laughs> uh, she grabs her coffee too and it's just like <laughs> yeah she's like totally nonchalant i like that i kind of like that she's like yeah this is a thing that happens yeah. whatever the guy doesn't even bat an eyelash he's just like women women <laughs> women 
smiling things. Yep, yep. They be losing their keys too. But he basically says, hey, the location of the thing is where you get these flowers that are important to us. And we see the little flashback with her and the flowers. I, I like the flashbacks with her dad. It helps build her as a character. Uh, yeah, so then she's like, all right, well, I got to go to Cambodia. And apparently she's friends with mercenaries or like, something. Very, if she wants to get into certain places, you got to make friends with the right people or the wrong people. Uh, and I I have my, my notes here. I noticed halfway through the movie, she never wears her iconic outfit. She, she wore the short shorts with a black tank top, but she never wears tan short shorts with a blue uh, top. And I thought that was bizarre because this isn't like at this point in like movies, you know, you have like the X-Men movies that were too embarrassed uh, or the Batman movies that were too embarrassed to do the superhero costume. So they made it like black leather. But like Lara Croft's outfit, that's not something you have to like make real. It's just normal clothes. So I thought it was bizarre. They never put her in the outfit once. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to do the thing where they make their own, you know, take on her. Because, I guess, but like, well, because the thing here's the thing: if you had put her in the iconic outfit, yeah, it would have just been nonstop scrutinizing the differences and the similarities. But Maybe if you have, like her version of it, which I kind of have my version today. I'm wearing a black tank top. <laughs> I have um, some green shorts on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually dress up. I'll send you photos if I can find them. But I dress yeah. for Halloween one year. I mean, I've dressed up like Lara Croft many times for videos I'm not allowed to make anymore. Maybe uh, find the right padded bra for that outfit or something. Oh yeah, we should. Be hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. So Angelina Jolie, she's wearing a padded bra in this movie. She nixed it for the second movie. And then the third movie, it's uh, the girl has lower cup size. So each movie of Tomb Raider, her boobs get smaller. I don't know if that affects anyone's viewing. I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guys are trying to uh, tear down this entrance to this yeah. uh, temple. They're using, like, basically slave labor. To yeah, slave labor and ropes. And it's like, get some dynamite, you assholes. Like, I assume you're in the Illuminati. You could get some explosives to blow that door. You don't need 10,000 people pulling ropes. But, like, it's kind of funny because Lars just driving around. She finds the back door to the place. It's like this big temple that's just out in the open. And it's like, did the bad guys not look around? Like, she found that on accident. <laughs> they don't think. I, I, I'm really trying to use a, a phallus to, like, open it, right? <laughs> and he's just trying to, like, enter Yanni in Yanni imagery. <laughs> it's very um, XY. I mean, it's... Yes, it's yes. Um, but yeah, so she finds it pretty easily. Now, I always, I texted you earlier, I think about this. I, every time I watch this movie, I forget that there's a ghost girl in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like the fairy in Zelda, was it? Like the Zelda games? Like I, I guess. I, I, I. Samus. Samus had a little. 
What game no, have? There were no fairies in Metroid, if you're talking about Samus. You're probably talking about Zelda. Uh, in, um, in Metroid, Samus had like a, wasn't there like a little virtual simulation? Little... I'm, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really play a lot of Metroid. Uh, when I was a... Gamer. I, I am a fake gamer. Uh, when I was a kid, we were playing Smash Brothers, and I called <laughs> I called Samus Metroid because I I thought it was a guy called Metroid. I didn't know. There's a ghost girl that's all like, "I'm a ghost girl." Spooky message, and <laughs> then and then Lara Croft's like, "Oh, there's the flowers," and then she falls through a hole in the ground. <laughs> I still don't know what the ghost girl is up. Uh, I think we play with this idea that like. Laura Croft is just in tune with everything. I guess the no. spirit of a ghost girl. I, I don't know. Probably like I don't know. <laughs> um. So yeah. So she goes into the temple. They all end up there, and they have to. It's real convoluted. It feels like the game where you have to do this puzzle to figure out something. Uh, but unlike the game, if Lara, like in the game, if you screw up, Lara gets murdered violently. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the movie, obviously. Um, so yeah, when they're in there, I noticed uh, Lara wanting this uh, artifact is not in tune with her wanting to save the world because all she has to do, and this this is the same with Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. People always point out that if Indiana Jones did nothing, everything would have been fine. And yeah. in this movie, if Lara just did nothing, they would have missed the deadline and they would have had to wait another 5,000 years to do their evil plan, in which time Lara could just blow up that temple so no one ever does the evil plan. But she wants that artifact so bad that she actually helps them, even though it's a detriment to all of mankind. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was interesting watching it. There's a lot of really weird senses of morality in this film, like yeah. okay, and also what's just like what she could have worked out in therapy <laughs> to work out through this like time wormhole like hope thing. Yeah, like I get she wants the thing, but if you know that there is a possibility that the world will end and they won't have another shot at doing this for another 5,000 years, don't help them. <laughs> just don't help them. Uh, but she does help them. And it's a pretty fun scene. Uh, she puts the key in the thing and she's swinging on the giant needle that stabs a... Is that Shiva? I don't know what that is. Giant phallus. Yes, the giant phallus. Giant phallus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. And uh, I kind of like the chemistry between her and Daniel Craig in that scene. Oh, yeah. Cause he's working for the bad guys, but they're like talking and he's all like 30 seconds, 29. Hi, Laura, 28 seconds. 20, I, I, I kind of like that. Well, well, you know, it's funny cause you're, he's working for the bad guys, but no, he's working for himself. Yeah. Okay. So he has no allegiances. Like, it's just like, these are people giving me the money. Yeah. Like She could help me get the money too. You know, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really, he's not in the Illuminati. They just went to him. Or this is his evil twin because like I said, the hair. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the evil did. Uh, so anyway, she spills the liquid that goes into the thing that does the thing, and then the T one thousand comes out. I know. I was surprised. <laughs> I was wonder. I was looking at the IMDb for the T one thousand to see. Yeah. If they do anything after T two? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
the T-1000 shows up in this and it brings all the statues to life. And it's like, this is in the video game. This would be totally fine. In the movie, though, it's kind of like jarred because we haven't seen anything really supernatural yet. And we're like midway through the movie. So it kind of just comes out of nowhere. It's kind of hinted at, though, because like, you know, when the clock, when going back to the beginning, when the clock is first introduced, she's woken up by it from the inside. Like, I guess. Yeah. I guess you would have to like have that sense. Like there's they try to enter that woman's intuition as like a power. Yeah, I just think like, like getting back to like the first scene, I think the end of an adventure with another monster would have like eased us into this because like, yeah, yeah. Just because it's just like, oh, suddenly there's a monkey statue wielding an axe. And you're like, oh, oh, OK. <laughs> She's so like unfazed by it. Like, this- I know. Well, again, if this is well, things ever happen to her, you know, and it's yeah. like. Yeah, I was going to say, if this is Lara from the games, then she's seen weirder shit than this, and this shouldn't bother her at all. Uh, but no, that's a fun scene, because that's a scene where you actually get to see her use her guns, because she's not shooting people. And uh, yeah, she really, really kicks ass. And then there's always the joke, and we did this in AVGN, where her bag just has infinite ammo. Oh, yeah. Because in the the first game, your your handguns never run out of ammo, and they, like, they try to come up with like a realistic reason where, like, the bag has all these clips that come down and then she like swaps out the other clip to save time it's ridiculous but uh i thought it was awesome (laughs) Um, and then it actually feeling like the game once she takes out all the uh you know the henchmen she gets to fight the boss which is the big six uh armed statue which smiles at her which i thought was interesting It's very, uh, it's very menacing. Much like the game, she shoots the hell out of it. Doesn't do as many backflips. Yeah. So see, when you play Tomb Raider, you have to constantly be backflipping and side flipping while you're shooting or you're well, dead. If it had a bra, probably couldn't, because it might have inverted. Right, right. I mean, if we're going to get, if we're going to sacrifice flipping for bigger boobs, I think that's a really great sacrifice. <laughs> and then we get a seed from The Fugitive. Daniel Craig like has her by like the waterfall and then she jumps and I'm like really we're we're still cashing in on the fugitive I thought that was bizarre and then me and you both of our notes I noticed we had this same exact note yes which I'm gonna beat you the punch and say it okay he sips on some immortality that's a very clever pun <laughs> I did not deliver that as great as I thought I was going to but <laughs> The line he says, so this this um, monk gives her this tea. Yes. And he says this line, I had to write it down because I didn't remember this. And, uh, yeah. It tastes bad, but it will do good good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it heals her wound. Yeah. And it's like, wait, these Buddhist monks have immortality? Like, I feel like Lara should be like telling people, this seems like a big deal, right? I think I actually bought some in Brooklyn once and didn't. Oh, okay. Weird <laughs> tea. Like, there's, do you hear about, like, there's, like, this monkey tea where, like, nope. like, monkeys eat it and poop it and then you make <laughs> tea or, like, the monkeys pick it and so it's, like, somehow, like, more sacred. But they're, they're into monkey tea. That's a thing, also. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I love when she meets back up with the bad guy at the uh, Illuminati headquarters which I believe is in Venice, Italy. So I don't know why they're dragging my people into this. 
I mean, my family's not from Venice, but Italy still. Um, I love where he's like trying to do his bad guy speech and she's like, who sits in this big chair? And he's like dancing around and she's like, you don't sit in the big, I love that so much. And she's like literally just trying to make him feel like this small. Yeah. And then he's like, I sit on the, the seat next to it like a cool guy. Just like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Whatever. He's like, he's like, I know what'll do it. I'm going to bring up her dad. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, look, I have experience. If you want to get a girl angry, I'm sorry, an individual experiencing woman is angry. You bring up her dad. I feel like he knows what he's doing. He's evil. I know what he's doing. Uh, but this next scene is just, uh, it's the worst scene in the movie. The yeah. Daniel Craig shower scene. Uh, it's totally unnecessary and gratuitous. You know, our heroes shouldn't uh, be sexualized like this in film. I, I, the director should be ashamed. I don't think it contributed anything to the plot. It's the worst scene in the movie. Do you agree with me? Um, I, I plead the fifth. Good, good. Because uh, I'm a married woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so where, where do they go? They go somewhere in the snow. Uh, I forget where they go. Um, well, I sure, Iceland. We'll just say okay. it's... Iceland on the filming location, so I feel like... I think they filmed in Iceland, but I don't think it was in... I don't think it was supposed to take place there. But no matter where they are, apparently the Cambodian ghost girl shows up. Yeah, and she's like, hey, don't do that. Don't do what you're going to do just because you want to see your dad. No, no, no. It's that... It's like... It's like that thing takes a local girl's voice. There's no ghost in that scene. You sure? I thought it was the same girl. When they're getting the dogs and stuff? Yeah. I thought that was the same girl from the Cambodia scene. I'll have to check the cat. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, so she gets like warned like, hey, don't do this. Uh, you're bad, maybe. Um, and this is, I really, it wasn't until this scene that I started to notice this. This movie has beautiful sets. Oh, yeah. The sets in this movie are, like, amazing. Yeah. The digital matte shots and digital paintings of locations look absolutely horrible, and they have not aged well at all. The, like, when they're, like, going to, like, the digital, like, mountain where the final temple is, it looks so bad. And, like, and I say this as someone who made a fake matte shot for the Tomb Raider AVGN episode. I I am aware that I cannot do better but I also had a significantly less budget <laughs> to work with. Um, so I, I noticed that I'm like, wow, the, like a lot of work went into the sets and like, I just wish a little extra time went into like the mad shots and the CGI and stuff. Uh, but I like the planetarium room that they're in. Yeah. With the big orbs. And uh, actually if you play Rise of the Tomb Raider, one of the, the second in the reboots that they did, there's a room, one of the tombs you go in, it's pretty much this room. It's a room full of orbs that you got to get in a certain way. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, like, the games don't really reference the movies too much. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they did that. What's your call? Daniel Craig dies. Bad guy kills Daniel Craig. Well, he tests her. Yes. He's like, you're going to make this time travel thing work. Otherwise, this guy's fate is death. Right, right. So she makes it work with like a laser pointer and a piece of a meteor and whatnot. 
Uh, and then I, I had to write it down here because it was very confusing about what happened. So they get teleported back in time to a pyramid that we saw earlier in the movie. It was the civilization that got wiped out. And inside that pyramid is a smaller pyramid that they have to run up to grab the triangle. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. Uh, and then the bad guy falls to his death in a very terrible green screen. And then she meets her dad. Yeah. Yeah, so she time travels to her dad. And he's all like, whoa, you time traveled. He knows it's there. Because yeah. this is kind of like a pocket in time. Yeah. Doesn't have like entanglement or like any of those, you know, like, oh, if you see your same version, it, it you implode or yeah. Bernie McFly will never be. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and there, that's a really good scene. I think he, sorry, what was that? <laughs> it has nothing to do with this movie, so nobody, nobody yeah. I mean, unless they team up. <laughs> Uh, she goes back in time and she doesn't say, hey, dad, don't join Twitter. These leftists are not for the American people. It's the biggest cover up ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, he's basically all like, hey, you know, messing with time. That's not good. Uh, don't do that. Now go back into the future. Uh, but yeah, so the knife thing is pretty cool. So she goes back to like right when he threw the knife and she like spin, spins it around. And you actually get a little bit of blood in that scene, which is nice. Because, like, there's there's no blood in this movie at all. And I want to point out, one other thing Laura loves to do that's not in this movie, Laura loves to kill animals. She kills animals all day. Like, dog, like when the wolves showed up in this movie, I'm like, well, clearly she's going to shoot them. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, that's why I was, I was happy seeing a little bit of blood because it's a very bloodless movie. Um, takes care of the bad guy. He has her like pocket watch with her mom in it. Uh, see, so this is another part that feels out of character. They they point the guns at each other, and then he does the classic bad guy thing. He's like, "No guns, let's fight with honor or whatever." And Lara Croft from the game would have just shot him in the head as soon as he said that. <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, this. That's why it feels like a different character. I'm like, no, Lara Croft would have just shot him and backflipped away. But she wanted to show off her fighting moves, and to her credit, the fighting moves are really, really good. Yeah, it's a really fun fight scene, and she wins in the end. Yeah. Um, she has to wear a dress. Yes, yes. But before that, before that, before that, she uh, has to escape because, like with all these movies, the place is being destroyed for some reason. She finds the dog sled, and she does a little aha. Um, the aha is something Lara does in the game when she finds like a secret area or a secret item. You would find it and she would go, aha. And I'm like, all right, that's that's a fun little nod. It's not a distracting nod. Uh, but as someone who played the game, who's played the game and played it recently, uh, I enjoyed that. And then you're right. At the very end, she wears a dress. <laughs> has like the floppy hat. Yeah, yeah. And then she like takes it off. She puts it on the thing, and then she like is presented the silver platter. With, oh like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then she's, she's like, <laughs> like, like, like everything, and then she finally is like, okay, I can be chill. I'll be a lady, and then they're like, <laughs> she can be both. Yeah, she can be both. Why not both? But yeah, like, but 
I I love when she's wearing the dress, the butler drops everything. Like it's the biggest shock of his life. I'm like, all right, it's not that big of a deal, buddy. Calm down. Uh, But yeah, so the robot comes out. (laughs) They fix the robot. And then wait, and then wait for it. Where's your head? (laughs) By the basement jacks, I think. I I can't tell you another song they did, but that song is great. (laughs) And I I don't know if there were more versions of it, but do you remember the music video for that? Yes, with with their faces are on monkeys, right? Yeah. Horrifying. Uh, (laughs) No. But followed by a song I don't like, U2's Elevation. Uh, I don't really like, are you into U2? I'm not into U2. I mean, I can't forgive them for forcibly loading music onto my phone. Like, I I was, I didn't ask for that. Yeah, I forgot about that. years for me to figure out how to delete it. I was like, <laughs> what did you ask for? Like, oh, but yeah, so it ends on that with her about to shoot uh, the big robot. And um, yeah, so here, we, we kind of poke fun at the movie, but I legitimately like this movie. I think it's one of the better video game movies out there. Um, and like, I think when a lot of people shit on this, I think they're thinking of like the sequel, which is really bad, yeah. which as much as I love this movie, do not watch this. I mean, we might come back and talk about the sequel, but you out there should not watch the sequel. Um, no, but this one is a lot of fun. Uh, I think uh, 11, I've, I've said what 11 year old Tony thought of the movie. Uh, he was a big fan of it. Uh, he really, really enjoyed it. But as a young uh, individual experiencing girlhood, what did you think of this movie? What did it mean to you? Um, I was already a, like a big, like a big Angelina Jolie fan, just in the sense that like I just gravitated towards that that wild girl that she was. That the, and so it was really neat to see Hollywood like take this chance on her. But, I mean, I think all the different things you're poking fun of about the movie, ultimately they work because they made her a star. Like she, she had this charisma and she reined it in a little bit. And like every scene just works because she's just like, first of all, she's sexy, but it's, in, <laughs> it's not in like, um, it's not like in this overt, like, yeah. like, you know, I mean, I would totally like hang up a picture of her, but I'm saying like, <laughs> she's not like this, um, traditional sex kitten type that you would expect. She's yeah. like- She's like, not like uh, 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 Pamela Anderson and Barbed Wire or something like that. She's not that. She's like, you don't, it's sexy that you don't know what she's gonna do next. It's like, she could like bite your lip or, or kiss you. You don't, <laughs> don't know like what's gonna happen. And I think that that's, when I watched that growing up, seeing her in this yeah. world, I just remember being like, this is a level beyond just like simply tomboy. It's like, yeah. it's like fun. And I, yeah. her, you know, I have like done because of seeing this movie and, mm. and craft in general, I, I've done martial arts. I've done defense stuff. I even did like um, this adrenaline junkie weekend uh, where I jumped off of cliffs and whales, oh, and just trying to be my own yeah. version of that. And so, um. 
And yeah, and like all, all the things I, not so much her, but the things I was poking fun of in the movie, a lot of that is a, just a product of its time. And it's a lot better than a lot of action. But like, I'm thinking like my, my ultimate go-to of like early 2000 shitty, schlocky, aged horribly movie is Die Another Day, the 007 movie. This is 100% better than Die Another Day. It's better than Triple X with Vin Diesel. I've never seen that. So I have you don't need to see it. Uh, I can't believe they did a third one a few years ago. Um, th- so there were a lot of like really Angelina Jolie was in worse movies that came out at that time. I'm not a big fan of Gone in 60 Seconds. I thought that movie was really bad. But um, no, this is like this is better than most movies were at that time. It yeah. has it has a lot of their issues, but it's not as bad as them. And um. I think like uh, I think young girls, this could be a, get, a gateway for them into like action adventure films, as long as they can get over some of the effects are really dated. Uh, they can get over that. I can see like a little girl, like my sister, is younger than me. And we saw this in theaters and she loved it. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good gateway for that. I think out of all the video game movies, it's pretty much up there. I know that's not really hard to do, but it's pretty much up there. And yeah, it's just an overall good time. Yeah, it's and, yeah. It, and like it kind of just washes over you because after you finish watching it, you're kind of mind wiped. <laughs> they just had like Bono yelling, and you're like, <laughs> melted, yeah. and and so then you're like, okay, what did I remember? Um, okay, good, I remember my name. I remember <laughs> my keys are okay. And, I remember that Angelina Jolie had this little like smirk, you know, and she mm-hmm. like charmed us. And, and that isn't easy because she has to kind of navigate the Laura Croft, like calm demeanor while like doing a million things. Yeah. Yeah. Some other action, female action stars before this, mm-hmm. they won't let you know all the effort. You yeah. know, <gasps> like they're doing all this stuff. And I feel like I'm thinking like, uh, I think this gets a pass because it was kind of a comedy, but like the Charlie's Angels movie, which I also really like, that's another one where they're doing like ninja backflips and they're all perfect and there's nothing wrong. It's it's like, okay, all right. More of a, I consider that movie a comedy more than anything. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like the, the action scenes, like these feel a little bit more, I don't want to say realistic, but she feels more like a, like an action hero, more instead of just like a caricature. It's because she brings that calmness, which is funny because I was reading that apparently she's at the time at least was really scared of like snakes and stuff and like yeah. and so <laughs> riding her through the forest, like they had to keep doing it because she kept like. <laughs> <laughs> See yeah. now, if she was really like Lara Croft. She would just shoot those snakes until they yeah. were dead. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was our review of Tomb Raider. I'm glad we finally got to do this. This is one I wanted to do on rental reviews and we never got around to it. Uh, and I couldn't have asked for a better host for this episode. Um, oh. uh, so what are you up to? What are you doing these days? Uh, well, I, I started doing a, a podcast, uh, yes. channel thing. So that's been fun. I had you on there. You were like my second episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, chatting, uh, chatting, chatting, <laughs> chatting with Asta. Yeah. Chatting with Asta. Not chatting with Asta. It's chatting with Asta. Um, 
Yeah, it's a really great show. I watch it all the time. Uh, you just did, uh, what's her name? Alex Esso, right? Interviewed Alex Esso. Yes. Yo, you interviewed her. My, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Sorry. It's a show where she interviews. I don't want to get too raunchy here. No, you interviewed Alex Esso, and that was a really great interview. For those of you who don't know, uh, she was in Starry Eyes, and she was Wendy in um, Dr. Sleep. Yeah, and really chill out. I mean, it's been great because, so when I did my, this is like my second season right now. Um, yeah. But like early on when I started it during this lockdown, I was doing like five, six episodes a week. Yeah. And I like took a break and I'm doing one episode a week, but it's been great because a lot of people in the first season, I got to talk to them before things got really dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like each each guest now, it's like, okay, you're my one like social treat of the week. Yes. And so now I'm like just reaching out to people and most of them are people I already know, like you and yeah. But Alex is someone that has been in my kind of circle for a little while and like we're friends on social media, but this was a great context to have a, a talk. So I feel like yeah. this, this is a fun show. And we, we re I really try at the beginning, I think it was different, but I try yeah. any kind of real format anymore because I have the most random discoveries that way. Like it just becomes, yeah. so if you enjoy listening to me ramble with, with people, <laughs> this is your show and it's also podcast now on spotify and apple yes and uh i love it because we don't really get to hang out anymore so it's fun just to hear you like uh chat and stuff and uh, oh you also did the cast of host uh the shutter film host interviewed the cast of host you're, i'm sorry i'm you're, you're hooking me up with with orgies <laughs> with like <laughs> the people watching me they know what i'm talking about <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing with you. But yeah, yeah. I, that was my season two opener. Yeah. My, my good friends with Jed Shepard, who was a writer and producer of Host. Yes. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, like, where have you been? Oh my God, this is It's good. It's good. The best thing to come out of this whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, check that out on your YouTube channel and Spotify and iTunes. I have a podcast now. Yeah, the Godzilla one, right? Yes, uh, Castilla versus the Pod Monster. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about Godzilla stuff, and uh, yeah, great having you on. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go now. <laughs>